Hello everyone, this is Trevor. I'm joined here by Caden. This is Tea Time Reports. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of our USFL coverage. Obviously it's the offseason and massive news has emerged about spring season football in general. Yes, um, and, and it's awesome just to hear because, you know, for so long people just laughed at the idea of one of these leagues actually potentially working. And now we see that one did. Mm-hmm. And it's clear cut. The USFL, we'll get into this news. Or, or uh, I say one's clearly working right now at least for what it's trying to be you've seen leagues be successful across the years like european football league uh the biggest one cfl uh, yeah, canadian football league they've been successful for you i don't want to say successful but they've been they've up been and running producing seasons for multiple multiple years they've been relevant for a long time especially yeah. to canadians but mm. we'll definitely touch on this news please stay tuned for that but i just want to go over some of the re-signings and player news real fast but Memphis Showboats punter Brandon Wright was signed to the Los Angeles Rams uh, practice squad. Uh, so another USFL player signed even this early into the season of NFL. Uh, shout out to Kyle Laletta, former quarterback of the New Jersey Generals and Giants and former draft pick. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he, and he tore that guy's ACL with he the, did, the he, he did do that in that one, that one game. Mm-hmm. But he retired from football finally. Preseason game. Yeah, yeah. that's Kyle Laletta. But then some more player signings to keep it spiced up here. The Birmingham Stallions signed defensive tackle, re-signed defensive tackle Willie Yarberry. Uh, really awesome to see him come back. Houston Gamblers re-signed linebacker Elijah Rogers. Uh, no, that's actually one of their draft picks. Mm-hmm. That's a new guy. Yeah, pretty awesome. Yeah, big school too. That, that says something. Out of Clemson, out of the draft, young guy who knows what he can do. And then the Michigan Panthers re-signed Deshaun White, linebacker who had some time with the Bills this preseason. Um, the Houston Gamblers also signed cornerback Justin Ford out of Montana. Um, pretty awesome that they're getting a bunch of new young talent as well. Mm. Just every year they seem to. The Showboats signed wide receiver Day uh, Daywood Davis out of Western Kentucky, who looked pretty solid. I saw some highlights of him on X slash Twitter. Mm. Um, the Michigan Panthers signed defensive end Ventrell McClin- uh, McMillan, excuse me, um, and then the New Jersey Generals re-signed. Uh, quarterback Eric Barriere, which is awesome to see a third-year guy coming back. He's mm-hmm. barely seen the field much, but yeah, it shows he has promise. Yeah, he has, I don't feel like he's let down his team. And just to talk a little bit about the signings, I feel like that's one of the things you can pick out on this league that you can't say about like many other spring leagues, if, if not any, and that's they get the best, the most youth talent out of any of these leagues. Facts. XFL, they be going after the old guys, you know, the... The NFL rejects because that's what you know people want to see because they know those names and familiar with those names, like uh, Kenyon Drake. You know, if if you watch football for the past ten years, you know who Kenyon Drake is. He was playing in the XFL. Kalen Balaj. Kalen Ben Denucci. Oh, it was Kalen Balaj, not Kenyon Drake. Kalen Balaj. You know, Ken, you know, Kalen Balaj is. You know yeah. what I mean. So um, I do like that they're getting kind of these unknown guys. In, into the in, into the scheme into the mix exactly but uh, they're younger and they're, they're guys actually I can see that they falling through the cracks you know what I mean falling through the cracks these NFL teams these GMs overlooking these players and go out there they ball in the XFL USFL and I feel like we do see more of them ball in the USFL than we do in the XFL just because there is not only I more mean, but more talented young boys the proof the proof is in the pudding they've had more guys elevated to the NFL over 102 seasons, um, so that's just a great business model. But you're right; they keep bringing over in new. I think. Seasons. No, over 100 players brought up to the NFL in two yeah, seasons. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, but overall, you're right. They bring in youthful talent, rookies, and continue to do so to keep the talent high and the, the product on the field quality in terms of quality, very high, mm-hmm. exciting. You don't know who's who until you actually watch them exactly. play. And that's the excitement like of Levi it. Bell. That's like, is one to just point out immediately. It stands out immediately. I, he went out there, got a sack, and another USFL guy got a sack back-to-back. They're producing in the NFL. Yeah? And, yeah. and Levi Bell is not some 30-year-old edge. You know he was a mean? rookie. in the That was his rookie season exactly. with the Panthers. And, well, now it's his you know, NFL rookie now. Yeah, I, absolutely. And then, like we were talking about some of the players returning, Eric Barriere. I just think it's cool that they're able to keep these guys in the system, in the league, mm-hmm. because... They're good players. Maybe they just yeah. haven't got the opportunity yet in the league, and just give them time, you know. Mm. Um, but some more re-signings from the Birmingham Stallions. They re-signed running back Bo Scarborough, center Cole Snyder, defensive, and I said already defensive tackle Will y- Willie Yarberry. But those are all three huge re-signings for the mm. team. Bo Scarborough should be at 100%. Hopefully he'll play, man. Like, every single time. He only that, played two games last year. And he didn't even do anything. Like, they didn't, they didn't use him. No, just because he was injured from Cole Snyder coming back is awesome. He's a good center for the past two years for them, and then obviously Willie Yar Willie Yarberry mm-hmm. is really good as well. The object would be to keep that super team together. They have, you know what I mean. And there's not, dude. This is the best, the best spring team football, like mm-hmm. best spring football team ever assembled. Which, which team do you think is better, the first, uh, season one or season two? Uh, I gotta go with probably season one because they went nine and one and. They were just undoubtedly just the best, but they but had they their. They have Alex Magoo slinging that cock. Bro. No, but like when you say, I mean, when, you know, <laughs> when, we'll you, when you say in terms of season, Alex Magoo definitely had a better season than J.M.R. Smith in their respective seasons. But Alex Magoo didn't have a guy that was coming in and out like he was with J.M.R. Smith in the first season. But um, another re-signing uh, for the New Orleans Breakers, three of them actually: punter Matt White, long snapper Turner Bernard. And safety, Jerry Elder. Um, really awesome to see those guys return for the Breakers. Uh, really awesome to see Jerry Elder back. I really love his game. I think he's going to be a really good player in this league for years to come. Um, and another shout-out before we get into the big news we were talking about was former Birmingham Stallion kicker Brandon Aubrey, 16 points scored against the Jets himself. Um, he, he's just a menace. He's going to be a kicker for them for a while, 55-yarder. He missed his first attempt in his NFL, I guess, career, but then he hasn't missed one since. Wait, he, he, he had one less point than the Bears this weekend? Yeah. That's crazy. He scored six more than the Jets. He scored over half the points of the Dallas Cowboys combined that game. He he went off, bro. I mean, he went fucking off. He got me 28 points in Brandon's Fantasy League. Mm-hmm. Like, he went insane, bro. Like, shout out to Brandon fucking Aubrey. Mm-hmm. Did um, you win that game? No, I, I'm okay. one and one in both leagues now. <laughs> so I went one and zero in both leagues in week one, and now I'm one and one in in the standings now. So not a good week two for me, um, at, by any means. But one of the scores was one seventy six to one sixteen. So I was an, immediately annihilated. Um, yeah, <laughs> but uh, the big news to break down here and kind of dissect, and Caden, this is why I wanted to have you on. Um, we have a lot of big news coming out of the USFL and XFL world, and we want to get to it right here. And with this potential news, and again, this is all potential. We don't know if it's finalized. We don't know everything going on right now. But we do understand that Redbird Capital, the big financial backer for ESPN, Disney, and obviously the XFL League, 
approached Fox and the USFL to begin merger um, discussions of merging their operations, their mm-hmm. leagues in general. Um, so okay. essentially, the USFL won. We were right from the get-go. Just wanted to say that the USFL is the better and more superior league. It made way better, better money, put better quality product on the field. The uniforms are cleaner. Teams are cleaner. It's just a better overall league, and now we get all that talent, all those teams. Now, who gets dropped, though? From my understanding, four teams in the XFL are getting dropped, and then four teams in the XFL with their home venues are going to be rebranded to some of the uh, old USFL teams that they've been patenting the logos and design for them. Well, I think they only wanted to do 12 teams, so all they have to do is drop four teams. Well, that's what I'm saying. But they're dropping the four teams in the XFL that perform terribly, so Mm -hmm. Vegas Vipers are probably... Definitely yeah, gone. Guardians, Guardians gone. probably gone. And then I'm hearing things about them dropping both of their Texas teams. Honestly, they probably should just drop the Gamblers. Well, no, because I think they're actually going to utilize the Houston hub that they got from the XFL and push the Gamblers in there because it's going to be the USFL's league. They're just merging operations mm-hmm. because Redbird Capital needed a bailout. Yeah. They lost $60 million in mm-hmm. Season 1. Yeah. They were not making money. They were turning I was, their... I was seeing a lot of talk about it being two and two, though. Like, like two, two XFL, two USFL. Like, a lot of talk about it being... I'm two. seeing a lot of talk about that as well, but when it breaks down to the business model of it, it wouldn't make sense because if the USFL is acquiring them, in a sense, is what's happening. Um, and it just doesn't make sense, especially with all the patents and stuff mm-hmm. they've been pushing through for the past couple of years. It's almost like they expected this to happen. Um, so this is the perfect way for them to acquire not only the value, but all those venues and put teams where they mm-hmm. should be. Um, but I really do believe that the XFL was set up to fail. This offseason, they made all their like assistant positions, like coaches, GMs, seasonal jobs. Mm-hmm. They weren't even full-time. They had no money. Yeah. They were moving Vegas' team out of there. That didn't even work. They didn't have a venue. It just kind of just went flat. Yeah. So we don't really know what's going on with some of the teams in the XFL. Um, n- nor do I know what's going on with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I'm sure he's just shaking his hands clean of this thing. It was a massive failure for their first season, um, and I imagine we're going to find out within the next coming weeks what's going to happen in terms of you know what the league is going to look like, what the week format's going to look like. Is there a bye week? Is there 12, 14 weeks? Is there two rounds of playoffs and then the championship? What's the, what's the whole brand going to be looking like now? Um, we'll see. We really will. But, Caden, what are your thoughts on this initial merger? And what are your thoughts on, I guess, overall, it its impact for spring football? I think it's definitely amazing for spring football, especially down the line. You have all these fans coming together on Twitter. Like, I see people that were, you know, used to be beefing, now trying to squash the beef, you know what I mean? And, you know, put, put the shit aside. And I, I do feel like this is going to be lit as fuck, bro. Especially if they do it in kind of a, a way where they can get, you know, split. It would be cool if they could get 16 teams. And just so they could have, you know, XFL in one division uh, and USFL in the other division and then have a fucking super champion, you know what I mean? Like that would be fire. of all spring football. That that would be fire. But I do think it would, it would probably be two of the XFL teams, if they do it the way you're talking, probably two of the XFL teams in one division, two of the XFL teams in the other division. And that would be fine. It, it would keep the balance good. But it, I, I, don't, I, I don't know. It uh, it's it's just I feel like it's it's um it's it's weary in that money position as well. You know what I mean? Like that's a big like jump. You know what I mean? Like that's a fucking this is a massive jump in such little amount of time. So I, I do get uh, a, a little bit sketched out when something like that happens, especially something that's so big financially for the company 
both companies, you know, both brands. This could either work perfectly or just go to go to shit. You know what I mean? They could get no buyback for they get no revenue. You know what I mean? I wonder I wonder what the Rock's role is gonna be in this anymore, if he's even gonna be involved, if his ex wife is gonna be involved. I think there's a lot still a lot of question marks, not a lot of answers. And I do think it'll it'll come more into fruition as we see it. But right yeah. now, I'm still a little bit sketched out about it. You know what I, mean? I definitely, my initial thoughts were like, oh, God, why? Mm-hmm. I kind of didn't want the USFL to do this, but I guess it makes more sense for them financially as well as just to grow the sport in the springtime. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a massive time slot for them to be able to kind of push and, and get more numbers. And mm-hmm. obviously, it's better for the game because we can see American football year-round. Um, I think it's going to be exciting if they're able to pull this off in a classy way, but I just really hope there isn't any kinks or anything like that that we see on the field or with any kind of venue problems or you know, any kind of disputes with uh, logos and all that bullshit. I hope that it's just kind of clean cut down the middle and we see you know, what this league can really become. Um, and I think it's you know, overall really good for the players. The XFL players didn't have a player union. Now they do as a part of the USFL they finally have backing, you know, when it comes to medical insurance and stuff like that. Um, and, and it's just, I, I think one league was just so much better than the other. The other league just realized, yeah, we're probably not going to be able to win this game in the long run. Mm-hmm. Let's see what we can bankroll off this deal. See if we can actually make some passive income while they take home. Because honestly, Fox has done a hell of a job pro- progressing the league. Um, and season two was a lot better than season one. I'm excited for season three. There's a lot to look forward to for sure. Um, and obviously these re-signings and, you know, all this big news, it's just confirming that, you know, springtime football is working. Yeah. And I think that's one thing you got to give props to it. But or it's growing, I would say. It's definitely growing. I would say it's growing, but I, I also would say that it's working to a point where there's actually companies and businesses interested in the ad revenue, the, ad, the marketing time. You know, being able to put and invest into this is something mm-hmm. that people can look forward to, maybe buying some of these teams. I want to mm-hmm. see what the first team's going to go for on a – you know, with a buyer, you know, an actual yeah. owner of the club, probably, probably around five mil, probably uh, five to ten mil. Uh, maybe, yeah, but probably I would, I don't know if I would say ten mil, maybe like around that 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 two to five million dollar mark. I would say. I wouldn't say two million dollars. That's a good valuation for it. I yeah. I don't think it would go for more than five. five but it would six. just be interesting to see what the market's set at. Because, like, the first buy is going to set the market. Yeah. And I'm excited to see if maybe we'll get one of the first owners in this kind of springtime, modern-day springtime football era that we're in. Mm -hmm. Because in the 80s, there were independent owners, and, you know, Donald Trump owned the generals. Yeah, the 80s was a perfect, like, prosperous time for for spring league football. Everything was popping. People were loving it. People, you know, billionaires were buying teams. You know, Donald Trump bought the, what was it, the Gamblers? The Generals? Generals. The Generals. They said, the American team right there. Yeah. I see why he did it. What an absolute G. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know what? It, it is, it, it would be, it would be cool to see someone like that, like uh, just a mega, like a mega star come in there and buy a team. Like you're talking about, what was that one celebrity talking about they wanted, how do they buy a, like, oh, a Lil Duval. Lil Duval. Yeah. Lil Duval bought a fucking team. That'd be lit. That'd be lit, bro. It would literally bring a whole new audience to mm-hmm. the game, and it would grow the league exponentially. Because a lot of people would be like, "How do I get? A, how do I become an owner of something like that? Mm-hmm. I want to. I want to compete against some of my friends." And because yeah. a lot of people just have fuck around money, like why not? <laughs> like a fantasy team, bro. Quite literally, 
And it would just be really cool, more personal and you know, a smaller league, not as big as the NFL by any means, but something that the NFL could also use as a talent pool, uh, more teams, more coaches to look from, and more referees, more medical staff. There's so many opportunities in this, especially to get up to that pinnacle of the game in the NFL, um, that it's just it's just a no-brainer to have one of these leagues going like effectively and professionally in the spring and summertime. Like there's a, it's just a no-brainer. Mm. People don't want to watch baseball. A lot of yeah. people don't want to watch baseball. Yeah. A lot of people aren't into basketball or hockey. They want football. They wait for football. Give them football. You know what I'm saying? Like, just yeah. give it to them. You know, they want American football. They don't like soccer for some reason. That's what I want to see grow, bro. I want to see the USL Championship grow. That would be... Shit, that would be fucking... That cool. would be awesome to see grow. But in terms of the USFL, I think it's grown exponentially since yes. season one. Yes. And I think that, you know, the re-signings and all these new additions, you know, the rebranding of the teams patenting and you know verifying their logos and uniforms from the past and team names from the past i think they're you know they have big plans ahead and this might even be the last episode where it's titled the usfl who knows they might yeah. change the league name probably, um, probably. but it's yeah i know um, the us uh, ufc and wwe are also merging and there's so, something called tko huh yeah i don't know if the us i don't know if the ufc will change its name but there will definitely be something called tko that's interesting to think about. Maybe there will be some kind of abbreviation or kind of new name for the USFL and XFL since mm-hmm. they're merging. But I'd like to see it stay as the USFL because it's yeah. a more historic it league. Is. It is. Um, and that just sounds good. It does. I mean, rolls off the tongue good. United sounds States Football American. League. You know, that's, it sounds American. It fun. sounds also like a springtime league. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But any last thoughts on this, Caden? Um, Case Cook is no matter what. <laughs> He's going to fucking shit on those XFL teams. He will. That's all I know. All I'm going to say is the Pittsburgh Maulers defense against some of those XFL offenses, that's going to be a joke. Yeah. That's going to be a joke, bro. Yeah. And another thing that I would really love to kind of briefly go over is the fact that, you know, we've talked about it a lot, but a lot of these guys that have played in the USFL for two seasons are returning for seasons three and four, like Darius Victor, now Bo Scarborough, some of the punters and kickers and long snappers and centers and J.M.R. Smith. What are your thoughts on the fact that they're able to keep this talent and familiar faces in the league and in the building? You know, I'll, you know, I'll talk about one guy in specific. And he's on my team. He's on the Stars. His name is Channing Stribling. This guy is a fucking snake, bro. You see what he be posting on Twitter, on Twitter, bro? He's like, yo, skip holds. Give, bro, me, a, like, fuck give me a call. Like, I'm glad we can keep him in the league, but like... These dudes do like they don't they don't have any loyalty to their teams, bruh. Especially not Channing Strip. No, like, some do. Fuck. Some do. I know Victor Victor does. Uh fuck anybody who's played for the Stallions does. Kayaba Tazino does. Yeah. Frank Ginda does. Oh, what's that uh Isaiah Henney yeah, does. Isaiah Henney. Yeah. He could have easily got picked up by any team in the league. Mm-hmm. And he went back to the st- the Maulers for season three. I wanna see Mark Thompson. Over he's excited. Thoughts. No, he's excited for he he he's pissed off. And shout out to Mark. He's very active on Twitter slash X. He's pissed off at the running back play in the NFL right now. He definitely should be on a team, in my opinion. He has the power. But in terms of him being a Houston Gamblers potential he, MVP this year, wasn't he like the offensive player of the year? Last he year? was. How the fuck is he not signed by anybody? Neither was the defensive player of the year, Frank Ginda. He's not on the. I mean, he's he was he's on the. I don't think he even want to play. He might not even want to play. Who? Frank Indo? No, he got signed to the practice squad of the Falcons. Yeah, got 10 uh, yeah. tackles in the preseason mm-hmm. game. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if he. Uh, I don't even know if he wants to re-sign with the USFL. He might. He might. Yes. After this news, I think a lot of players that you know know that they aren't going to get to that next level will come back because they're like. I, I think Ginda thinks he got it because I I think Ginda probably got it a little bit. He's just he's just slow as balls, bro. He just that that game is just so fast. You know what I mean? The NFL is just such a different ball game. It is. And and you just. Uh, you see these, the talents like Ginda go in there, and you know they do what they do. They, you know, he did ten tackles. He did. Ten tackles. That's what he's best at is getting tackles, nothing else. But they, I think they did see that in him that he wasn't as fast as you know who they could. Who the rest of the people on that line? All I'm gonna say is I'll he never. He has the XFL. He has the XFL USFL speed though. He does. I'll never forget. If he doesn't play a snap of spring ball again, Frank Ginda, I'll never forget his two seasons with the Panthers. Yes, Over sir. 200 tackles yes, in two seasons. Mm-hmm. That's monstrous. Shout out to Frank Ginda and shout out to the USFL for winning the game at the end of the day. And honestly, if you were doubting the USFL, I mean, you should have been listening to the podcast. We were right mm-hmm. all along. Me and you have been following this league since it revamped from day one. Sure. And just seeing it be able to thrive and actually make sure. successful business we, moves is key. that spring league shit since fucking Tampa Vipers came out with the, with the XFL. Yeah, facts. A couple years ago. But then, then Matt down. failed. Yeah, that went down like, like dog shit. Five weeks into the season. And then, ta-da, USFL comes around. And I had to hop on the USFL. It was new, refreshing, players looked exciting, and now look at it. It's thriving. Mm-hmm. But, Caden, thanks for hopping on this episode. Oh, Anything yeah. else you wanted to talk? about um, besides Chef Cookies Somos Rowdies Somos Stars Forza Milan okay well everyone out there thank you so much for tuning in to Tea Time Reports and Caden thanks again for hopping yes, on this sir. episode make sure you tune in to more of our content coming out this week we really appreciate all the support this is Trevor and Caden signing off take care everyone <laughs>